Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Glad to have you joining us on the podcast today. We got Jen Bartlett. Hi, guys. We got Rob Croyle. <laughs> Hello. He's super weird. I don't know. Super dramatic. It's wow. not like a full Shatner, but it's close. Wow. Nevertheless, <laughs> there's one. Oh, poor Jen. <sighs> there you go. That's all right. We'll give her a second. She's buffering. She's buffering. All right, and we're back. Anyway, uh, is anyway a compound word? I don't know if that's a compound word. Anyway. Mm. Technically, any and way are both words. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's as much as nevertheless or in so much as. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's my favorite one. That's a good one. Lo and behold. All right. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little shortcoming action here me again this week guys uh it, i mean kind kind of kind kind of uh, this this you know it's all right <laughs> jen's running the stream i don't know if you were watching the stream if you're listening to the podcast and you wouldn't have seen it because it was a visual thing but if you're watching the stream uh at one point the camera shot was stalled between a graphic and the camera and it looked like it was faded together like it 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 didn't fade out. It reminded me of like those seventies pictures where they're like overlaying each other. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah kind of like that. I got um, really button happy. That's basically yeah. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Um, we just what you did was you found a fantastic new uh feature of our video switcher that's all it was i found out how to break it <laughs> i mean kind of yeah you know if you can if you know how to break it you know how to fix it that's the good news well at least for some people hypothetically yeah. yes indeed there is actually another shortcoming there is another shortcoming there is another shortcoming oh no so there's actually, or at least, at least potentially, there's seven wells. Okay. Uh, I've got a text from Paul, and um, in verse 19, we're told that, uh, well, in 18, we're told about the two wells, and, and he unstops those, and then in 19, he digs up a spring, and 21, he digs a well, and then in 22 and 25. And so the, the word well is actually used eight times okay. in this passage, which makes like the, that is a significant theme. Water is a significant theme in this particular story because well's not used that many times in any other story. Okay. Um, so, so properly hydrated. Yes, you know if you, uh, you know, I read those 
portions as as kind of a repeat uh talking about the same wells but uh it seems like he actually digs four wells in in Gerar and then he moves on digs a well and and potentially digs two wells in Beersheba okay and so you end up with seven wells all right There you go. Well, little clarification that that was like an actual shortcoming, not just us making fun of ourselves. I know. It was like an actual clarification on something. Yeah. It's been a minute since we've had one of those. Yeah. And, and then the last well, uh, Shabbat, it's kind of a play on words. It sounds like Shabbat, which means oath. Okay. But it also sounds like. The number seven as well. So it's kind of like a word that kind of, you could go either way. Huh. huh. All right. So. I like it. Let's talk Genesis 26, verse 5. This is one of my favorite verses. It it, it raises all kinds of questions. Uh, before you start nerding out on this, I just want to say how incredibly proud I was that you managed to show such self-restraint with this verse on Sunday. Because I thought for sure this was going to be an hour, billion and a half hour long sermon. <laughs> and, and and you even mentioned earlier uh, in the week about it's going to be really hard not to get caught up talking about Genesis 26, verse 5. Yeah. And you didn't. Rob showed oodles of self-control. It still made its way through. I mean, it, it still came out, but... It, it still made its way through. But... Um, but a lot of self-control there, so bravo. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Golf clap. Golf clap. Time's I two. don't know what that's going to sound like, but we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Flipper was here. I really wish I had a good dolphin sound. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, <that's>, <laughs> that wasn't good. That was that was better than mine. Mine sounded like a squeaky eraser. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that on two times speed. That might actually sound that, all right. Yes, it's going to sound like a dolphin then. <laughs> so I'm going to read this verse to you in the Orthodox Jewish Bible version because it, uh, it highlights the words... Um, the uh, Hebrew words, but it says, because Abraham obeyed my voice and was shomer over, uh, sh- shomer over means to guard over or to protect. Okay. Uh, shomer over my mishmeret, which is charge, my mitzvot, uh, think of bar mitzvah, that's your laws. Okay. My chukot, which is... Uh, like um, statutes, if I remember correctly. Uh, something that's prescribed in enactment of statutes. Think in terms of like uh, the, the festivals and and those kinds of things. And then my Torot, or my uh, teachings, as uh, Marty would say. All right. There, so there are five things listed here that Abraham obeyed. That should remind us of something. 
The Torah? Yes. Yes. I'm so proud of myself right now. I'm proud of you too. <laughs> All the pride. So, yeah. So, Abraham obeyed five things, and several of these words, uh, Mishmaret, uh, Misvot, Shukat, um, and I believe Torah are all listed. This is the first time that they show up. Okay. So this is first mention for these words. The one word that's not a first mention is the bang of the voice, which is connected to Genesis 3.8. Okay. Uh, they heard the sound, the voice of the Lord, the God. So as he's walking through the garden, he's not just walking, he's, he's, he's literally calling out. Ah. Hmm. But that, so of the five things that Abraham obeyed, there's only one that's mentioned before this. The other four, this is their first mention. Hmm. Interesting. And these these are the things that are, that we have a picture of what Torah represents. <clears throat> now, it's interesting because from from the Jewish perspective, uh, there's some writings on on how did Abraham. Um, so Abraham and Noah and Moses are uh, regarded as having known Torah before Torah was actually written down, that they actually obeyed Torah before it was canonized, so to speak. Sure. And... uh, Uh, Rabbi uh, Simeon ben Yohai said, Our father Abraham, his own father, did not teach him, nor did he have a master to teach him, from whom then did Abraham learn Torah. It was the Holy One who has provided him with rains that were like two pitchers overflowing and filling him with Torah and wisdom all through the night. Rabbi Levi, however, said Abraham learned Torah all by himself. So there's some debate, mm-hmm. you know, did, did he just inherently know or, or, or did, was God teaching him directly? And I think in terms of, of uh, the Apostle Paul saying that Jesus taught him out in the wilderness. Yeah. So I don't necessarily buy into either of these two views from from a rabbinical standpoint. I think it's a it's a little bit of a folklore, but here's what I think is is happening. Hmm. God in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, God in Torah is revealing Himself to the world, mm-hmm. and He's doing that through His declared Bahor, which is the firstborn, which is Israel. Okay. And so as Abraham is learning about God real time, 
and we get the benefit of that. And and we could watch his experience and go, oh, maybe our experience is going to look something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we're going we're going to get some things right, we're going to get some things wrong, but the relationship continues. And so, um, from that standpoint, Abraham did obey Torah at least, at least what he understood. And if you think about an infant, you can say, oh, yeah, Johnny, Johnny's a good boy. As much as Johnny understands, he's, he's an infant. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so, you know, your expectations of an infant, as far as obeying mom and dad, are, are very different than, than a 15-year-old or a 30-year-old or a 60-year-old. Sure. You know, different expectations. Different expectations. Right. And so, yeah, that's been one of my favorite verses uh, for for quite some time, and, and especially in particular, um, just paying attention to the idea that um, that it's his voice, it's the Lord's voice that Abraham obeyed, and and we could talk about that too. That just idea of you know what does it mean to obey God's voice when we talk mm-hmm. about that? Um, what are some of the things that we kind of recognize when it comes to our understanding of what it means to hear God's voice. Uh, so are, are you asking like in what ways we've, how, how me and like how I understand this? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I guess I've never heard God's voice. You know, some people will have an experience where they hear God speak to them directly, right? Uh, I've never necessarily heard that. Um, We've talked about this a couple other times where uh, I've had other people, like God has spoken through other people to me. Yeah. Um, The the infamous uh, broken car analogy um, from the, the former student over in Seattle... Right, uh, that that escapade uh, is is probably probably one of the that that would be the closest, I guess. I would I would say to hearing God's voice directly um, for myself. Now, indirectly, <clears throat> um, or or in a a more uh. What's the word I'm looking for here? I don't want to say hypothetical because that's not the right word. Um, a more figure, a figurative sense mm. of hearing God's voice. Um, well, okay, so through God's word, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's fairly often um, it, it's it's odd actually how often the LTG reading for the week mm-hmm. will line up to whatever crap I'm wrestling with um, or whatever passage I have to preach on. I mean, I've jokingly said this, probably the last 15 sermons um, or so, like, especially in the parable series, that was, if, if, if I'm going to preach on a parable, then I'm now going to be submitted to living out that parable for that week somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, 
or you know, and we plan these out months in advance. So yeah, yeah God's timing God's is doing isn't some it? sort of shenanigree. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would I would chalk that up as God's voice, um, and so listening, being cognizant of that. Um, well, we ask aware. in our care group curriculum, what do you sense God leading you to this sure. week, right? Yeah. And so there's this idea that, oh, God is putting something inside of me, and it's not that this, I need to actively respond to. It's not this out, out loud, booming voice. I wish it was sometimes, man. It might be. Do you though? Yeah. There's moments in life where I'm just like, okay, God, which left or right? Mm. Like, and it would just be nice if you'd be like, go right. I'd be like, all right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think you agree with that. <laughs> I, I'm. I think that that might be one of those where you, it, it sounds good until it actually happens. Tell me more. Tell uh, me more. I. Well, okay, and this might be my controller side coming out <laughs> with a vengeance. Tell me it isn't so. Do I? Do I want to be? I don't. I don't like being told what to do. Um, but on the other hand, like getting the guidance from God, I, I don't know, I, it, it sounds nice, but I, I feel like something says to me that if it was that clear cut, if it was that clear cut, that might, I might have more instances where it's, I'm going to want to rebel against that. Um, mm. or, or maybe it's better if, if I figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Like when God's talking to me through a parable or through his word or, you know, whatever the case may be, however I'm hearing from God and I have to wrestle with it and Mm -hmm. chew it over and discern what's going on. And it's unclear for a time. um, I think that process is part of the decision to follow. Yeah. um, Which maybe that's a little more. Maybe that's a little more Eastern. I've I've grown in my Easternness, See, appreciating I, the journey. I don't uh, want him to make every decision, but but just every every once in a while, you're like, it would be great to have a sign. Yeah. Okay. When like I'm the sole decision maker for so many areas of life, mm. every once in a while, it'd be nice to just have a gimme. Like, All right. yep, All right. go this way. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I feel that, like, as a, as a lead pastor, I feel that. As a parent, sometimes I feel that. So I, I do believe that your design, like, like God's going to work within your design because he designed you that way. Sure. Like, your relationship with your parents is different than your, your siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I've talked about this. I have four kids. If my four kids wrote down what it looks like to relate with me, mm-hmm. it'd be four very different books. Mm. And so, so yeah, so, so uh, Henry Blackaby in his book, uh, Experiencing God, talks about that the, the primary method for us to hear from God is, is through the scriptures. And in fact, if we think we hear an out, loud, an out loud booming voice, we need to go back and make sure that it matches up to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. But then we also hear from God through people, uh, his people, God's people, the church. 
Uh, and that was your experience with the uh, strange dream that your friend had. And then, uh, then sometimes through circumstances, and again, you have to go back and make sure it matches up to the scriptures. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then sometimes God just out loud says things to people. And that is the point zero zero zero. You know, it's it's the smallest percentage uh, in my own experience. You know, apparently um, there's been some prophets that have heard directly from God, either through a dream or some, by some process. Otherwise, we wouldn't have 66 books of the Bible. Right. But in... In the billions of people and thousands of years of history, we only have 66 books. Sure. So the percentage... Unless you're Catholic. They have they have extras, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> they do. <laughs> they got more... They apparently have more time the, for reading. I don't know. I'm just poking the hornets. Yeah, you read read a Bible in a year. Be a Protestant. <laughs> we almost only had 65. Which, Martin, Martin Luther really hated the Book of James. He tried huh. to get that one mm. axed. One of my favorite stories. J- James will mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Luther hated James because he hated the conversation of work, work versus mm. yeah. He did not like that. He was a little limbic. Interesting. Martin so, Limbic. <laughs> so when we talk about hearing the voice of God, that we those are some things we need to factor in. And I love how Henry Blackby even uses the Old Testament stories to kind of give you the picture of this is how you can know that, yep, that was God. Mm-hmm. This is the process of, of discerning it. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of when we were talking the Pardes with the 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 Peshat Ramez Drosh, right? Mm-hmm. If the Drosh doesn't line up with the Ramez, which and if that doesn't line up with the Peshat, then then it's probably not actually a Drosh teaching. And then sowed. Uh, well, yeah, and sowed. That that one's kind of the outlier, I, I guess, which would be the rare one, which would also just be the voice of God in this case, right? Um. But I feel like the sod's going to have to line up with the Peshat also. Um, and the voice of God, booming voice from the heavens, is going to line up with his word because mm-hmm. he's consistent. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It makes sense. Now, sometimes we need community to figure those things out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that, you know, that community for me has been uh, the larger community. Sometimes I've gone to some pastors. Uh, you know, early in my walk and said, hey, is this really God? And they're like, yeah. Or, I don't know, let's let, let's wrestle through that. Let's, let's factor in some other things that you haven't considered. My wife has been that community where we're making decisions as a family, and, and, and she's like, hey, uh, love your heart for tithing and, and, and then doing it above and beyond the tithe, but um, our kids have some needs here that we should address. I'm like, oh, good balance, <laughs> sir. Let's go with that. So uh, we these things 
we need community in, involved in, in this process. Super dope. All right. Let's talk about, in quotations, caressing. Yeah, so the verse... I don't remember what this had to do with. <laughs> Jen, you could have been completely screwing with me by writing that on the board. Oh, dang it. No, 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 no. It came back. It came back. Lot. Lot was... Car- no, not Lot. Uh, Isaac was caressing his wife. Yes. Who was his quote-unquote sister mm-hmm. in the story. That's right. All right, all right. It came back. So... Ooh. Good job. Oh, man. So in the NAS, uh, it says that uh, Isaac was caressing his wife, Rebecca. Okay. Uh, the Strongs, in, um, well, when I go look at uh, Bible Hub and I look at the Hebrew, um, okay. it says Isaac was sporting with Rebecca's wife. It's a sporting. But they th- were just playing soccer, you guys. No big deal. <laughs> but the word is actually um so very British of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just out sporting with his wife. The the word is to laugh. That's what kids are calling it these days. <laughs> the word is to laugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it's connected to when Sarah laughed. Oh, I was going to say, isn't that what, what, isn't that Isaac's name? Yeah. Yes. Like came from she laughed or whatever? Yes. Yes. What tangled webs we weave. Isaac, yes. So Isaac. So they were just, they were just telling some jokes. I think it's a wink, wink, nod, nod. This is connected to Sarah's story. Oh. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Double meaning. Yes. The double entendre. That's what I wanted to say, and then I was like, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm just going to... So it's almost like a triple entendre. Because <laughs> by sporting, they were sporting... So they could sport. But it was also making this mention of laughing. Mm. My, what a tangled web. All right. That, that's kind of a fun little, that's a fun little reference there. That's a fun little word study. So yeah. parents, for your consideration when you need alone time. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, I obviously work at a pregnancy center. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Oh man! Now, <clears throat> I I did see on the interwebs that there's a question about is this a, the same Abimelech? Yes, yes, that is that is a matter up for debate. And um, Abimelech, the name meaning his name means of king. Yeah, the father is king. Sure. And so this is more likely like Pharaoh, just simply a, a title versus a particular name. Absolutely could be. 
could be passed down. This is this, it's a common name that you would take on when you took over the role. Yeah. Okay. It's like there's a billion King Georges or something. King sure. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. King Henry the. So we got a we got a lot of Abimelechs. Mm-hmm. Right. Lots of Abimelechs. Okay, that makes I yeah that I I had heard that. Uh, it could hypothetically it could be the same one. It could be, and he would be very old, or it could be, you know, at least that was his father or something, right? That's so. It's 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 not a far leap to say, oh yeah, they probably are familiar with this. Like, oh, I'm wise to you. Mm-hmm. That clan of Abrahams, they pull this fast one all the time. Stories have been passed. They down. do a lot of laughing. They 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 do this sister wife thing. The sister wife joke. Everybody laughs. Oh my! It's not even funny. <laughs> it wasn't funny the first time, Abraham. <laughs> I, I, it was kind of funny how they ended up coming out of Egypt with a ton of wealth. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Every no. time I read those stories, I'm like, "What? How? What? Why? I'm okay." Rain falls on the righteous and unrighteous. I, I, I guess. Um, you go back and if you find a good explanation f- reading these stories of the the wife the wife sister the sister wife Swaparuski mm-hmm. hoodwink Ocean's 13 <laughs> ploy uh, the sister wife shell game uh, you find a good explanation as to why this works out for them you come back and tell me because I I'm I don't get it. Info at missionridge.church. Send me an email. Give me give me your theories. I want I want some wild theories about this. Or just good ones. Either way. Any any theories. Any theories. <laughs> uh we'll take them. We'll take them. All right, all right, all right. Well, that's the trifecta. You hit all three. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Oh, so I f- there there was something else interesting that I found while I was nope. doing some research. My rambling allowed you to. <laughs> yes, it did. Oh, that's what I'm here for. I'm so here for buffering. <laughs> so Isaac was Gadol, right? He became very rich. Yes, he Gadol. was Gadol, and Gadol means great. Okay. Um. And so three times we're told that he was great, and then we're told how he's great in the in the next verse. And and uh, you had you had told me that hey these are these stories are connected, and so mm-hmm. uh, I was looking at these connections and and how the stories and how they played out. And flip flop and inverse shenanigans. Yeah, and so the first time we're told that Abraham is rich. Is in Genesis thirteen two it says Abraham was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. Yep, this so is coming I, out of Egypt, right? Coming out of Egypt. Okay. And um, the word is kabod. It means to be heavy, weighty, or burdensome. Heavy, weighty, or burdensome. Kabod. Yeah, and so kabod. <laughs> Like in Genesis eighteen twenty, 
Okay. Um, and said the Lord, Thou cry against Sodom and Gomorrah has, uh, because is uh, great in their sin because because it's heavy. It's heavy. Is it? Is that the same? Yeah. Kabod? Yeah. It's all right. All right. It's, it's okay. very. It's very heavy. Uh, interesting connection between these two hmm. stories of eighteen twenty and thirteen two. Huh. Hmm. Same word there. And and it is actually, actually isn't until later on that. Um, so. Then the next Sodom. No, that's no, that's before that. Um, it's it's later that. Um, so I think it's in uh, chapter fourteen that uh, he refuses any more wealth. Yeah. From the king of Sodom. Yeah. And then it's Genesis. I believe it's Genesis twenty. This off the top of my head, Genesis twenty, where he's trying to find a wife for Isaac. And it's at that point that he is Gadol, not Kabod. The difference in that. Okay. So and the wealth somehow becomes... Early in this story, wealth becomes heavy, becomes grievous. It's a burden. Becomes a burden. Mm. And he learns that that's not... That can't define his story. So that's that's in chapter thirteen. By chapter fourteen, he's already living that out differently. Okay. And by the time he's looking for a bride for his son, he's considered great. But that's different. It's then then he's Gadol as opposed to Kavad. Yes. There's a growth factor here. Yeah. In in and it, it does seem to be how he's probably handling the wealth. Right. Right. Is your wealth, are you great or are you burdened by it? And even though Isaac is mm. like, he is, he is Gadol, he's Gadol, he's Gadol, it, the, the neighbors, they're not really happy over the fact that, that he's become rich. It, it kind of reminds me. It's really threatening to them. There's a literature class I took in high school and we had to read this book and this, and everybody's Everybody was experiencing a drought except for this one farmer. Okay. And it caused everybody to hate him. As you do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, that's such like as a high schooler, I'm like, I don't get the, I don't get the what the problem is here. Uh huh. <laughs> um, do you get you get the you get the problem now? Yeah. 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 <laughs> life is life has shown you the way. Mm-hmm. Life has shown me the way. Um. And that, and that's kind of what uh, Isaac's mm. dealing with the Philistines, but it, but it's not the same problem as his dad had experienced coming out of Egypt. Interesting. And it could have been. Yeah. Oh, it, I, absolutely, it could have been. Because it's the same kind of story. Hmm. Huh. Huh. I like it a lot. <clears throat> well, uh, let's hear. Are we gonna talk about the the graph? Yes, let's talk about the graph. All right, we're gonna talk about the graph. Let's do this. 
Oh, man. Okay, so we've all received a spiritual legacy, and those who came before us, and I'm thinking primarily from our families, um, this isn't so much, it can be related to your church experience, but this is more from a, a familial standpoint. Um, those that we grew up with either had uh, a negligible awareness or high awareness or somewhere on that continuum all right. So of, the of, of spiritual realities, they they either had awareness of who God was or they didn't. So we're going to imagine a four quadrant graph here. Yep. The x axis, if I remember correctly, the horizontal axis, which is no, that's the y. Oh, whatever. The horizontal axis is your spiritual awareness. Yep. To the left of center would be a a negative, I guess, or a. As you go from left to right, it becomes a more a heightened spiritual awareness. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And then your y-axis or your y-axis or vertical. If I, if I'm screwing that up, roast me on info at Mission Ridge. But I think it's the y-axis is the vertical. Uh, the vertical axis is your impact. Yes. Okay. And so, and the impact could go from being a very negative impact. Sure. To a very positive. Impact. impact. All right. All right. And so in the quadrant on the bottom left is someone that has low all... impact and low awareness. Yes. All right. Either zero awareness or, or low sure. awareness. I think of my cousin Danny. He's actually my cousin's cousin. Okay. But he didn't know. He never even heard about Christ until he was like 20. And when we say impact, what are we what are we talking? Impact for impact in what 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 Impacting sort of impact? Of the world, their impact on the world. Okay, he had both almost zero awareness of of God, but also a very negative impact on the world. Okay, he was dealing in drugs. Okay, so he, yeah, it is negative. He was abuse. Okay. He was abusive. Okay, um, angry. You know, foul mouth, like that was his story. Okay. He later on um, had a highly increased awareness of God. Of God. The, but that wasn't equal to his impact. His impact got better, but not significantly better mm. in some ways. Okay. And so he ended up, I would say he, Ended up in the bottom right quadrant. High awareness, low impact, detrimental yeah. impact. Yeah, detrimental. Maybe and maybe you know, and hard to gauge. Maybe hard hard to gauge. But but we're that's, talking rough numbers. But for his kids, that is part of their the legacy that they inherit. That they inherit. Oh, I see where you're going with this now. Now some people they may have. You know, like almost no awareness of God, but they may be morally decent people. Sure, right? mm -hmm. they can have a positive impact. But, but Gandhi, no, yeah, yeah, they don't know. They're not Christ followers. They, you know, they didn't read their scriptures. They, sure, you know, but but maybe uh, moral, uh, maybe uh, uh, kind, uh, relatively. Uh, decent people to live with. Sure. Um, and so that might be your, your legacy. 
that you might be inheriting from parents that were good people but low spiritual awareness. Right. Gotcha. And then, so that's the top left quadrant, top right quadrant are those folks that um, somewhere in the continuum. Sure. Somewhere in that they have a high awareness, uh, maybe an increasing awareness over, over the lifespan, and hopefully an increasing positive impact on the world around them. Gotcha. Now, if you're growing up with a person as they're growing through that, the, the things that they had to grow through and, and get past, those are some of the things that we may have caught mm-hmm. that we're not fully aware of. Right? Ah. You know, so like the, maybe there was some negative impact, uh, even though there was a high, high level awareness, there was still maybe some negative impact there. And they never said, hey, do it this way, but... You know, when you see a Bimbalek, you're like, hey, that's my sister. That's gotcha. A, that's a situation where... The, stum- the, the familial stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, even though Abraham's awareness was increasing, his impact wasn't always stellar. The uh, pass-down trait of coping with passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right, all right, all right. I like that. Maybe a maybe a helpful tool for you as you are trying to uh, dig through and figure out what your legacy is that you've inherited or uh, what type of legacy you're passing on. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe a helpful way to visualize that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of Footnotes. We will be back at it again next week. And until then, I really need a good get a good like sign off phrase. Like like I, I think Red Green, the Red Green show, you know, if the women don't find you handy, at least they'll find you handsome. Or if the women don't find you handsome, at least they'll find you handy. Like, you know. <laughs> or Bob Ross, you know. Keep your paint wet. I don't whatever his sign off phrase was. Yeah, I don't keep, your, keep your trees happy. Keep your trees happy. I I, I don't know. I need it. I need to get a good sign off <laughs> phrase here. I, I've realized this the last couple of weeks, but if you got suggestions, info at missionridge.church. I'm ready to hear them. I'm ready to hear them. Oh. The In the meantime, y'all uh y'all have a great week. We'll come up. Uh, we'll see you next week. It'll be good. Peace. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.